0: Welcome to C3 Church Tugger. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. you get saved you inherit all this potential to grow and um, I just can't help but think of I bought these two beautiful trees uh, from the nursery I love trees but you know I do water plants and uh, but unfortunately I I do have two trees at home that are coming to this property we're going to plant them Uh, and one is a Japanese maple when I got it six weeks ago from the nursery It was about yay big, and it looked great. I love Japanese maples. Do you love Japanese maple? I love it, and I got it for a deal. Then I got another one, and do you know what? I would have used those as an illustration, but they are so tragic that it would scar you for the rest of your life. They're in pots. They're at my place. I put them them in a place where there wasn't much shelter, and I realised there wasn't much moisture getting to them, and there was no sun getting to them. I couldn't bring them in. They've got no leaves. They're just bone. I, look, they could have even died. I hope not, but, um, but it's tragic. It really is tragic. These are a better representation. These will not scar you, and this will not hurt my reputation as much. The, I think these are the citrus variety. Orange trees. Orange trees. Thank you, Julie. And um, Rob would know the. What are they? I got them for $2. You got them for $2. You shouldn't tell people that. They were worth 25. They were worth $25 in their heyday. Um, this one has not been paid much attention. It needed to be repotted. It didn't get much watering. Also, it was, a, it's been, look, it's been broken. But look, not a great lot of TLC. And the point I'm trying to make is growth. And it actually is budding. If you were to look closely, you could actually see it is uh, doing probably better than it looks. Amen. But we need to plan it. And, um, but this one has had a bit more attention. Sorry, podcast listeners, if you can't see this. Uh, and of course you can't, because you're listening on podcasts. Uh, <laughs> but this, this, is a, this is a better, this is a better uh, example of our tender loving care towards the plant kingdom. And uh, it is growing, and uh, it's budding already. And that's, I think, what we should be like. We should be potentially like this, that there's life, there's leaves, that leaves are able to generate that long word um, that I learned in primary school. No one knows. Environment, <laughs> that's it. A- <laughs> Andrew, that is. I was looking for osmosis or, or something. Photosynthesis. photosynthesis. Thank you very much. Who got that? Andrew. 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 No, it was Evan. It was Evan. Was it? Uh, photosynthesis. I, I think the photosynthesis for us as born again believers is the hands held up in worship, is reading the Bible coming to church, uh, you know, we've got to be planted in the house, the Bible says, where you're planted, you prosper, and 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 doing these ones, being open to God, allows the sunshine of his love to bless you, your heart, your soul, you know, and, and this is very important for me, to, to worship God, but the Bible too is like, I mean, this is a full blown thing, I mean... The nutrition you can get out of the kingdom has to be understood. It's like going to the nursery and getting those great bags of, you know, those mixes of food, fertilizer, and some don't smell great. The lady next door loves to put them on her roses, and it, but it's good. So what I want to talk about is spiritual growth. Let's check this out. 2 Peter one three says, and of course everyone has... Potential to grow. I want to make you aware of that. Um, 2 Peter 1.3 is perhaps a very good spiritual growth scripture. And it says, His divine power has given us everything, everything we need for life and godliness. Through our knowledge of Him. Our knowledge of Him. Who called us by His own glory and goodness. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, if you're growing in these qualities, they will keep you from being ineffective. Say ineffective. And unproductive. Say unproductive. Unproductive. In your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a powerful thing when you become effective and productive for God in just serving the house, doing whatever, um, helping God's kingdom be actualized in your world in your community is a powerful thing I just love that fact there that everything we need comes from our knowledge in Jesus everything that we need comes from this knowledge of Jesus and how do we do that it's through the word of God Um, I'm seeing uh, Jesse get up every morning Jesse still lives at my home and she's making these green smoothie things and uh, they look really disgusting. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what she's putting in there. Uh, it's certainly not grass clippings. It, it's, uh, it might be spinach. Spinach. Um, I think there's banana. Anything green. It's a new fad. Anything green smoothies. And uh, she gave me one a couple of weeks ago. I had it and, yeah, it was all right, actually. I said, yeah, it's not too bad. So this is apparently a new fad. Is anyone doing this, by the way, the green... Uh, sweet, green yep yep and um, tell you what uh, I had one I had two and, and now she gives me one every morning and uh, I enjoy it and then there's these other fad things happening it's the dates rolled up in a ball with nuts and uh, they're called protein balls uh, who, who likes dates with nuts rolled up and they're called protein balls and uh And is Phil Kans is looking at me, going, "No way, I will not eat and <laughs> right ball all the green i haven 't got any a, a, any ticks. Oh, you had the green, well done, son. well done <laughs> and uh, and then I go to Tuwin Bay the other day, and i 'm seeing them do boot camp stuff, even housewives doing boot camp sweating and tires flying around, and then Great looking instructors standing before them and telling them, them and, um, what was that? Yelling at them. Yelling at them. Yelling. And, uh, and the girls were going through the routine. They were happy to do it. And, uh, I tell you what, a lot of them look great and they're working out and there's that fad happening too. And I appreciate that. But can I tell you this that we should be more, even more so, um, you know, conscious and, and aware of the fact that we have a spiritual life inside and, and that just being saved will not get you the best life your, your best life is in there, the potential is in there but you have to get it out right. and, and look for me I take some of those date protein nut things I enjoy those and I do eat the green frothy and I remember answering the door once well, I was halfway through them, and I had this. "Hi, sister. How are you?" And I had spirulina all around my mouth. It was the courier, and the courier just—I knew something was wrong because he went, "Whoa." He—he he, wanted—he he, wanted—he wanted to be polite and not tell me, but I don't think that's being polite at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you've got this green froth all around you, so he might have thought I was anyway possessed or something, <laughs> having an episode. <laughs> But uh, it was all good. I retrieved my articles and he was on his bike very quickly. (laughs) I enjoy those things and I enjoy walking and doing the physical stuff. I really do because my body performs better when I want to swim, go to the beach and enjoy life and ride my motorbike or do whatever. My body will perform so I appreciate all this stuff. for me, of late, I've become more aware that we need the Word of God. And it says, all your needs will be met through the knowledge of God, doesn't it? It said that. All your needs will be met through the knowledge. So, you know, the Bible says, then I had this scripture sort of harking in the back of my mind knowledge puffs up. But look, a knowledge of God is not going to do you much good, but a, a relationship, a, a relationship with God, an intimacy with God, a knowing God a knowledge of God, really knowing Him, that's different. And as you get to know Him, seemingly you get, you know, this, I think, this appetite to be like Jesus. You You start to want to be like Him as you get to know Him. Some of you guys, young guys, like... Schwarzenegger, or, and Garth starts to work out, you know, he starts to hit the gym, you know, and he's doing well, he's nearly there, he's nearly there, he's nearly there, and some of you guys like whoever, and um, but I like Jesus, I, I, I love him, I worship him, and I want to be more like him. And when I was in the world, I was expressing more of the other side of me, which is the carnal side. And, and if we go to, let's just, just do this for a little minute. I, I want to jump in the in the shallow end and I'll get into the teaching a little bit later, maybe next week. But I just want to whet your appetite. So there's two lists in Galatians 5:19 to 23. Let, let's look at this. Um, there's two lists. Uh, one list is of the flesh, and you know the scripture. And another list is of the spirit. And this is what you and I were probably manifesting before we confessed and, uh, and repented. And um, yeah, let's let's do this. Uh, the acts of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. I like to say it fast because these are horrible words for me. Uh, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Now, see where it says like, anything like that. So if if, if your sin is not in there, don't worry. It is covered, and the like. Whoa, you go, whoa. No, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, say but. Thank you, Jesus. When you got saved, but God. But God. So all that stuff, that we were doing before we got saved, guess what? Good news. You don't have to do it anymore. Amen? You don't have to do it. Just, just. But the fruit of the Spirit is... Now, this is the fruit. This is the fruit tree I want you to become. I want you to start manifesting this stuff. The love, the joy, the peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, ha, gentleness, self-control... Imagine having this sort of fruit. Imagine walking through life like this. Check this out, man. Look at this guy. Wow. We had these trees, um, monster... Uh, help me, fruit, monster... Huh? Monsterio delicious. Someone said that they were a fruit that were grafted together and they were a combination of fruits. Anyway, I like, I like the fruit. I haven't seen them around for a while. But I like the multiple... I like multiple Varieties of fruit. Against such things there is no law. Okay. So there's two, there's two, um, I guess, acts of the flesh, acts of the spirit. We understand that. When we got saved, praise God, transformation started to begin in our life. The Holy Spirit indwells us. I'll rely on you guys up here, John. 14, 16, 17. Thank you. Is that going up? That's good. And this is the good thing. The Holy Spirit. This is the powerful thing that's happening in the life of churches like this. That we are not only introducing people to Jesus, the giver of life, our saviour, our Lord, our master, our, 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 our shepherd. He is the king of glory, the, the prince of peace, almighty God. But then he says, I've got to go, but I'm going to give you one who's like me, who's going to represent me, and he's going to be the Holy Spirit. Someone went to heaven, uh, a real experience, I think it was Jesse Duplantis, and said, where's the Holy Spirit? And they laughed at him and said, he's he's, he's on earth. He's the most important person on earth, the Holy Spirit. I like that. Miles Munro wrote a book, The Most Important Person on Earth. The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is down here now. We can invite him in now. If he's waiting out there, just waiting for us to get some faith and and, and get some unity and, and get some you know hunger for him, he'll come in and then he'll start to walk up and down the aisles and then he'll start to bless. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's the sort of church that is just going off the Richter scale worldwide. Why? Because it's an experiential church faith in God. It's not just a religion, it's experiencing God through the Holy Spirit. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I love this. For me, the Holy Spirit is the one that you get quiet with during the week and he will pull you up. The Spirit of Truth. Remember, you know the person that you hurt, that you were a bit ugly with, that you were a bit short with, the cashier, whatever. Uh, your, 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 even your parents, well, your friend, your wife, and you there having your meditation time, and the Holy Spirit comes right there, right beside you, and says, "You know what? That was that wasn't nice. You know what you what you said, what you did, that glance you give, that grimace that you said, that way that you 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 responded. You know that wasn't real great. Yeah, I know, but you know that's my way of, you know." Responding, but that's not a good response. And so the Holy Spirit is, I think, very critical to the factor of real life by the Holy Spirit reminding you to repent to adjust some areas of your life. You know, you've had that long enough, the Holy Spirit. Would, you've been doing that. That's a mind game that you've been playing. That's something that you've done since you were a kid, spitting the dummy and getting mad and having a pity party. You know, I think we need to lose that. You know, and the Holy Spirit will remind you of that. Amen? Yes. Has that ever happened to you? Of course it does, because that is the Holy Spirit's job, to lead you to truth. Of course it is. Okay. Um, of course, we're new creatures. The Bible says that the old is gone, the new has come. We have this amazing new capacity. Before we were saved, we were just uh, just citizens of, of Earth. When we got saved, we became a new creature. We have we we've been given this new status of being a child of God born again, spirit-filled. When you got saved, the spirit came rushing in on side of you and your spirit came alive. Now your spirit wants to be fed. Your spirit wants to praise God. Your spirit wants to be in the church. Your spirit wants to come to the Connect Group, wants to read the Bible. Your spirit, but there's something that will stop that. Spiritual growth is a lifelong process that depends on our study and our application of God's word. I love this in Romans 6, 7. I love this in Romans chapter 6. And I wish I could. I would read it all. Romans 6, 1 says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. Six two. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Six three, Romans six three. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Six four. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. New life. I love that. Where it says new life, you can highlight that, underline that. In Romans chapter 6, that's new life. That's you growing now. You couldn't grow before you were a Christian. You were stunted. I love the terminology that a certain preacher is making about... I guess it's a description of sinners and he's calling them immature. When I heard it, immature. Because we've got to be you know, politically correct now. We can't call people sinners and uh, we could call them unchurched. That's sort of nice. But, you know, if your workmate was in here and they'd never been to church before and I was to say, you know, sinners, it could get them offside. So I appreciate all that. But, and I appreciate this, this reasoning that unsafe people are immature. They won't grow spiritually. Unsafe people won't grow. You have the potential to grow to bear fruit, for your life to be enlarged, upsized. You have the potential to live your best life. It's in the seed. The incorruptible seed of Christ is in you and so wanting to grow out of you. Some of your personality might need to be dealt with. Some of your flesh needs to be abated. Some of your soul needs to be I guess, sort of dealt with. Your mind, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions need to be dealt with. Probably in 3 John 1-2 it says, that's why it says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers.